and good morning and welcome to the Monday Morning Ruckus. I am Jay Cleveland Payne and this is Things You Might Have Heard for today. And what we're going to give you today are the top stories that you helped us pick for the past weekend. Ten of those uh, bit latest in information, politics, current events, and pop culture. As your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and unconventional news, we are glad to give you life as your news side piece. We have a little bit of uh, Jamie Foxx, as the teaser graphic says, plus nine other stories to get to, vetted by you and curated by me to get you here. We took 30 of the top stories for the weekend based on your vetting process. As you were telling us what was conversational, and we picked 10 of them for you to give you basically here. So we'll go deeper into the vetting process now. You can be a part of that uh, right here once you do the headline. So let's get into that. Today is happens to actually be, because you want to make sure that's stated, Monday, the 12th of June, 2023. Stop by our main website, Jay Clip, or actually Jay Clip paints my other website. Stop by this is a conversation project.com for more details about the things we do five six days a week plus some extra stuff on sunday here for thus now let's get into the headlines which is why you're actually here the top story for the weekend by leaps and bounds by a astronomical number and on a weekend where everything was all trump 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 was this one right here it goes with the headline shark attack in egypt kills russian citizen a fairly simple story but i guess the shark attack shark attack things always catch people's attention Minister of Environment Yasser found ordered a committee to investigate an incident and issued a two-day ban on swimming in the area near Gunung of the North Ahungua, uh, Somo Bay of the South. So I should have, you know, worked on that before we did this. But what happened in Egypt, literally a shark attack happened to kill a, um, a Russian citizen, which is sad in itself. A Korean boy also lost an arm. Um, an Egyptian uh, tour guy lost a leg in the shark attack. So it was fairly serious. Uh, investigation, wow, we need to investigate these things. It's kind of obvious. Going on to how the thing happened and how to keep sharks literally at bay in this area. Now, the story that caught a lot of people's attention, of course, not as much as the shark attack, is Jamie Foxx. This is an ongoing story. Now, the headline we put out there is this. Jamie Foxx's camp break their silence. Embattled actors team declares it is completely inaccurate. That's a quote. He was hospitalized after COVID vaccination. Now, the stories go back and forth and seem to have been confirmed by Mike Tyson. So, you know, you know, his clout goes there. But essentially how the story goes is Jamie Foxx filming a, a movie with um, with people that want him to be vaccinated. And he spent all this time not getting vaccinated. He got the vaccination and then he has a stroke. That's the story, or at least that's the story that's going out popular media or unpopular media. The the socials, if you will, are saying what's going on. Jimmy Fox's camp, the people behind him, his daughter has said this very, 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 very much. But many folks in the family and people in his tight circle are saying that's not happened. He is suffering from a serious condition and he's getting better, but they're not blaming on getting COVID vaccination and falling down, essentially. Now, a lot of people are using this, oddly enough. The anti-vaxxers are saying, here we go, Jamie Foxx. He's now one of our guys to prove this point. But right now, the family is saying no, and there's no actual scientific proof that we see, know of, that this is the case. We shall see how this thing plays out. Also seeing how it plays out, Jordan Vandersloot case, Natalie Holloway suspect pleads not guilty to extortion and wire fraud charges. Jordan Vlandesloot, who is serving already a prison sentence in Peru, and a pretty long one right now, was brought to the United States, extradited to Alabama to 
basically face the charges that he has here on extortion and wire fraud. Not a murder conviction, not a kidnapping, but extortion and wire fraud. Essentially, when he told the family, I know details about the disappearance, gave them details. They didn't turn out to be true. And he, of course, asked for money to process. He pled not guilty and was sent back to Peru basically immediately. When this case is going down, who knows? Because as we know, he's already serving time in Peru for something else. So how do the jurisdictions overlap? How does the time overlap? We shall see when this thing comes through, whether he will be sentenced. More, more than likely, uh, a sentence will come down in a conviction in this one here and how it plays out with his time in Peru and whatever time he'll probably get in the United States. Here's one that may make you scratch your heads and get your interest up. Speaking of COVID issues, diabetes med metformin might help prevent long COVID. Now, there's a shortage of metformin, which is used essentially for managing blood sugar, uh, keeping the blood sort of managed and also has some issues. There's a lot of people who have been pulled off metformin because there's some uh, side effect issues that are becoming pretty long term. But it's still getting used fairly frequently because long term systems uh, symptoms associated with COVID-19 uh, include brain fog, fatigue, post external malaise, dizziness, gastrointestinal problems, heart palpitations, changes in sexual desire or capacity. Altered ability to smell or taste, chest pain, chronic cough, thirst, and enable uh, movements or abnormal movements. All those things can kind of be alleviated so far with the long form of metformin, uh, kind of make things a little bit better. So people are seeing this may be a miracle drug for long COVID. COVID has not gone away. Long COVID essentially is going to be with us for a while until we sort of figure it out. And maybe metformin will help that out. Metformin is extremely cheap to make, actually. The biggest problem is a lot of people are on it. And when more people take things for what they're not used for, uh, uh, we'll talk about Ozempic and throw that out there. It becomes an issue for people who really need it for the actual medical use, not the side effect that becomes a good effect. The side effect of dealing with a lot of crypto is you've probably lost a lot of money. Robinhood has dealt with this and is dealing with it directly by delisting some tokens for Solano, Cordano, and Polygon after SEC suits names them as securities. So getting some of the crypto off the books is easy now that Solano, Cardano, and Polygon are listed as securities with the SEC. They're not no longer the mysterious cryptocurrencies. They're actually deemed as actual money, having some sort of background. With that, Robinhood wants nothing to do with them. So they're being delisted off their crypto exchange. What will this mean to you? Well, in most cases, if you're holding it, they're just going to basically fund you the, the, the money to cash you out of it, to get you done with it. If you're trying to stay in the uh, business of trading crypto, which if it comes back, it's extremely cheap right now, you will have an issue with these. Now, deal with the um, actual article. Read the articles. will deal with how and why SEC is saying these things are no longer just magical crypto coins. They are actual securities because that makes things a bit more complicated. You can turn Bitcoin into security, but the fact that it's so volatile, not a great thing to do, probably. Check it out if you care. If you don't care, you can skip past this. But I'm telling you, the way money works, the way crypto worked, the way investments work, you probably should care a bunch. Google makes office attendance part of performance reviews. Now, Google is pressuring its employees to come back to the office by making it a part of their employees' uh, uh, um, uh, compliance for the performance reviews, saying they need to be in their chairs at the office at least three days a week. We're going to see how this thing works out. Google is trying to deal with empty office space by, of course, scaling down and sharing desks and having things like that open floor plan so you just sort of deal with what you deal with. But the mega campus projects that have been in the past that have been famous for, of course, no longer famous for. 
what they found is people actually get work done when they're remote. People actually can get some stuff done uh, from away. And it's not so much having your dry cleaning done or having lunch brought in or having pillow fights, because sometimes they have pillow fights, uh, to um, boost morale or all that great. Although Google would like to see their people working, sometimes people can get more work done when not being seen, weirdly enough. Let's go back to Jimmy Allen and review his case, or actually add a new case to it. Accused of secretly filming a woman during sex in a second misconduct lawsuit. Now, right now, Allen's estranged wife, Alexis Gate, is pregnant with a third child, two daughters and a, uh, two daughters and a son um, already. That doesn't make sense if he's a third child. But, um, so, what we're learning about the what she's dealing with and what Jimmy Allen is dealing with as the actual defendant. Jane Doe number two has come out alleging that Allen sexually assaulted her in her hotel room and then passed out. She says she noticed a cell phone on the closet facing the bed, which means she also filmed it as well. We're going to see how this thing goes on. He asked uh, Allen to delete it. He said he forgot. So on, so on, so forth. Page six has his story. So if you want the dirty, dirty details, check it out in our links in our descriptions. But the main details is Jimmy Allen still dealing with a lot of stuff. Probably is not going to get back into the music very soon as he has the legal problems to contend with. Sushi Chain sues teenager for $480,000 over soy sauce licking video. Now, this was a weekend where, because Donald Trump literally took all the oxygen from all the people talking news, and there wasn't very much in updates, it was kind of lax in some things to post, so we posted some very just sort of out-of-the-way things, out-of-the-way things, and they wound up in range for you to say they were engaging. I pulled them in. And you can, uh, you know, argue with me later on in your emails on which ones I should have picked or not picked. Here's one of them. A teenager went viral for licking soy sauce bottles in a sushi restaurant in Japan. It's now being sued for almost half a million dollars by the restaurant, which claims it saw a decline in business after the video went viral. Of course it would. The incident is one of many sushi terrorism uh, incidents reported in Japan. Kura Sushi announced that it would use AI-powered cameras to track suspicious behavior among customers. Food and Life Companies, which owns Akiwa Sushio, is worth about $338 billion and employs more than 47,000 people. Spokesperson declined to comment. Those are people that make this, the um, actual soy sauce. But the restaurant is trying to get their money back from the kid who didn't think he'd go viral by doing the video, but just thought, hey, this would be kind of cool. Don't lick ice cream in stores. Don't lick, uh, don't lick soy sauce in sushi restaurants. Don't be nasty with food. There you go. Next headline. Crashed Las Vegas UFO, witness terrified by eight-foot creatures in his backyard. Quote, 100% not human. This is a story that's actually been floating around for a bit, and it popped up a bit when we had the uh, wrap-up of UFO Week 4, or you know, U UPA UAP Week, uh, for the trials there in Washington, D.C. Where people from the Pentagon, people from the government, people from the military sat in front of Congress and talked about UFOs or UAPs, um, their sightings, things going on. And along that, some whistleblower, I don't hate to say it like, like some whistleblower, but a whistleblower basically saying, you know, hey, there's a spaceship out there and they're really hiding it. So with all that said, this popped up in that general time frame and it's still a thing here. So we made it to the weekend and we made it into this batch here. Tall, skinny alien creature with greenish color and hiding behind a forklift in a Las Vegas family's backyard after a potential UFO crashed overnight on April 30th or May 1st, based on your time frame or whatever. A UFO crashed, you know, about a month ago, a month and a half ago. 
Las Vegas police followed up on the report, and one of the police persons were a little bit freaked out by the thing that he saw. What did he see? Apparently it was an eight-foot alien who was green. We shall see more about this, or because the government's hiding these things, maybe we won't. We shall see what we shall not see. And finally, a man gets sued for walking out on his blind date after she showed up at a restaurant with 23 relatives. Yeah, this is one maybe a bit of a stretch, but we put it in there. You guys put a lot of response in this one, so we're going to talk about it. Mr. Louis in China got sued after leaving his blind date and her 23 relatives at a restaurant. The court ruled in favor of Louis, stating that he only needed to pay for his and Miss Zhang's dinners, which amounted to about $197. There you go. Not for the other 23 people who showed up. A woman's family ordered expensive items without considering Lou's financial situation. The man won the lawsuit, but will think twice before agreeing to another blind date, as one should. The incident serves as a reminder to be respectful to each other's financial situations and set clear expectations and boundaries during blind dates. So, a lesson learned. There you go. Uh, be careful on your blind dates. When you swipe, be wary of what may happen uh, because what's in the profile and what your friend may say about the person being a great person may not be all that grand in the grand scheme of things. Let's go to our teaser story for the day, which may be a story we deal with tomorrow. That's why it's a teaser story. We are teasing this story here. North Korea, Kim Jong... Oh, no, let me blow it up so I can see a little bit better. North Korea's Kim vows to hold hands with Putin for strategic cooperation. You can read the headline and sort of get it, and you can also read the headline and get kind of icky about it. But Kim Jong-un... Uh, wants to hold hands, in quotes, because that's what he said, uh, with uh, Vladimir Putin for strategic cooperation. They need cooperation with anybody, and so they'll take it from anybody, apparently Putin as well. Will we chat this one up tomorrow? You help us find out. Go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash this is a conversation project, and twitter.com slash th underscore conversation. What you find on those websites is that every 50 minutes or so, we miss some time as time, some thanks you're there. But every 50 minutes or so, we post a new story, headline to something for you to engage in. This one right now already posted, so people are engaging in it right now. What we look for you to do is to simply read the stories that look interesting. Like them, love them, hate them, share them. That's the engagement part. And the more engagement a story gets, the higher chance we get to talk about it. For tomorrow, that's Tuesday, through the rest of the week and Friday, We'll take the top 15 stories in engagement. We'll get over 30 stories in a day. And then we'll pick eight of those stories to present to you here. Today, we gave you 10 stories presented from 30 of the top stories from the weekend, from Friday to early this morning. So more time to pick from, a few more stories to pick. Tomorrow, a bit more tight, a bit more um, on tune. So check it out for tomorrow. And you can tell us if we're talking about Kim Jong-un hanging out with the Russians and holding hands, as he states. Uh, we know he had a love affair with um, Donald Trump, so maybe he's shooting for something similar with Mr. Putin. Quickly, we're going to talk about money or sponsorships and money and saving you money with AppSumo. This is Sumo Week. Technically, it's Sumo Day today, but Sumo Week Day lasts from the 11th through the 15th, so it's technically a week. It's like Amazon Prime Day, which is usually a couple days as well. What you get is a chance to get great deals at AppSumo. So go to this is the conversation project.com slash AppSumo. This 
I'm sorry. Yeah, this is a conversationproject.com slash AppSumo. And join me because I'll be spending way too much money on apps this weekend. You can as well. These are apps that are created by various designers, various different programmers, various different companies that are trying to get ahead of the game uh, by introducing new stuff or new to you stuff, basically upgrades and different versions of things that you already use. If there's some sort of program that's popular but a bit expensive because it's you know on the long tooth, Somebody's trying to make a cooperative, a, a, a alternative, a something to work more with you. And AppSumo is going to allow you to get in on lifetime deals and very, very, very low price entries to some of these things. Things for AI, things for writing, things for uh, getting um, images, things for doing business, things for organization. AppSumo has it all. Check out what Uncle Noah has for you this week. Go to this is the conversation project.com slash AppSumo. This is a conversationproject.com app sumo. This is an affiliate link, so this is a link that will give us a little bit of change back for what you buy there. But they're gonna make plenty of money off of me, so hopefully, I can make some money off of them with you guys as well. Join me in the revolution and finding great apps, great programs, great things for low prices, many of them lifetime deals from App Sumo. Let's talk about the conversation project for a moment. The conversation project lives at this is a conversation project. Dot com And when you go there, you will find a lot of things at the Conversation Project. Number one, you'll find uh, the newsletters or the replays for our podcast, videocast. This thing right here, which is things you might have heard. This is five days a week. We also, on Saturday, release the weekly wrap-up. Those are top ten pure stories based on your numbers and the story of the week. The story of the week for this week was a little dig into um, Dave Ramsey. He may not be big, big news, but he... Got himself in the news, and I have some things to say about Dave Ramsey, so we said them this weekend. Uh, you can see those. You can also see ways you can just kind of be engaged with us. Things go in deeper detail with the feeds, things in deeper detail on how things work. Uh, a link for our sponsors, all big list of sponsors we, we promote here, and a link to our partnerships page. If you deem the stuff we do here pretty gosh darn good, we're looking for some help. Stop by the partnerships page. There are ways for one-time donations in various different forms. And we're also going to update our Buy Me a Coffee page, which is what we use for our subscriptions in coffees. Uh, many people use Patreon. We use Buy Me a Coffee because it's a bit more simpler and it it's, it's works for, for us. You're going to find more things as they're adding more pieces to their stuff for the subscription services. We're going to start adding those things as well. So stop by there and see what you can get, what sort of chattel. We got t-shirts, we got buttons, we got coffee coffee coming in because say stay hydrated coffee coming in check that out a way to get some free good stuff by going to this is conversation project.com and for the partnerships thing click on the partnerships button we are going to test out this week some things in the fun stuff but for right now we're going to do it exactly as scripted and planned so we're going to the fun stuff right now right here let's get it done Birthdays, days in history, celebrations, and one more thing you might have heard. Birthdays for June the 12th, starring Timothy Busfield, who's 66 years old today, star of the 30-something, which back when I was, you know, like in my teens and 30-something was out there, made absolutely no sense. Then I turned 30 and it made total sense, and then now I'm almost 50 and it's like, dude, I wish I was 30-something again. 66 years old for Timothy Busfield, still doing plenty of great uh, things here and there popping up uh, for his career. Jason Mewes. Snoochie Boochies, of course, Jay from the Jay and Silent Bomb fame, uh, is 49 years old today. Great story about Jason Mewes and how he actually upped his game when they worked on Dogma and found out they were working with like actual um, actors. Uh, he went and you know decided he was going to study his lines. And he learned his lines for that movie and did more stuff as a Jay to Silent Bob 
in the movies there. And happy birthday to Kendra Wilkinson, who's only 38 years old, believe it or not. You may not have any idea who she is because you may be under, you know, 20, which is there. Kendra Wilkinson was a Playboy model, and she's essentially famous for dating, being one of three girls dating um, Hugh Hefner, uh, when they, when reality TV decided to follow the three girls dating Hugh Hefner, who um, broke up with them, they had some weird things, and then three other girls dated Hugh Hefner, and then he died, and then people talked about how icky Hugh Hefner was. Technically famous for marrying Hank Basket, a pro football player who was you know kind of a mid-level bust, if you will, and then for basically getting divorced from Hank Basket. What does she do right now? I have no idea, but your birthday popped up. Figured, let's talk about Kendra Wilkerson. Give her some love today. Maybe she needs it. Everybody can use a little bit of extra love here or there. But she's one of the ones we picked for today's birthday list. 38 years old today. If you see her on the Instagrams, just tell her, hey. I don't know what she's doing, but tell her, hey. Today in history, back on the 12th of June, way, way back in 1963, civil rights leader Maker Evers was shot dead in front of his home in Jackson, Mississippi by a Ku Klux Klan member, Byron Dela Beckwith. Also on this day, two years later, Queen Elizabeth honored the Beatles by making them members of the Order of the British Empire. That means she knighted Ringo and Paul and Harpo and Chico and all the other guys. I shouldn't have done that, but yeah, John and, of course, George. Several British officers were so outraged by the act, making the Beatles knights, that they just returned their medals. They didn't protest. Like, these dudes didn't really do very much, but play some music, we're done. And back in 1987, President Ronald Reagan publicly challenged Mikhail Gorbachev to tear down the Berlin Wall at the Brandenburg Gate. What happened a few years later? They tore down the wall. Not exactly Gorbachev himself, but a semi-spontaneous act of people just going to it, knocking it down, and then uh, uniting in East and West Berlin. Back in the day, there was an East and West Germany with a big old wall between the two places. A wall that surrounded the capital uh, city of Berlin which still had some East and West ties. It's a little bit more complicated than just a wall was up there. So check it out. Do some history lessons on the day. But I remember that specifically because I had a chance to, before um, it came down, literally months before it came down, travel to um, the East side uh, via uh, the train and check, like check point Charlie, all that stuff and see the wall for itself going the, through the communist areas to see that as a teenager. Very, very interesting thing to see as a teen. Weird how it's no longer there. Today, on the 12th of June, we're celebrating Superman Day. And this was a day that was designated back in the um, 80s or 90s. This is not necessarily going back to the origins of Superman, but comic books decided they needed to put some hype into Superman, and bam, Superman Day was created. So if you're a comic book fan, you know, go out there and pull out your comics. If you're just a fan of the character in movies, watch your favorite Superman iteration, whether it is Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher doing um, Lois and Clark, whether it is the current version of Superman and Lois, whether it is one of the weirder versions that's got that British guy who's maybe not just Superman anymore, or maybe you're just loving Christopher Reeves, or you want to go back to George Reeves. Celebrate some Superman on this day. I'm going to celebrate by um, giving honor to a guy that I worked with that we called Superman, uh, a man who worked in the radio who um, who um, um, passed away uh, of, of cancer uh, many years ago. But he was uh, Super Steve because he wore, you know, his, his thing was Superman. And so he's a Superman to me. That's a guy I'm honoring on the day. But, you know, Clark Kent's not so bad himself. His kid also not too bad himself. One more thing you might have heard. Research disputes the notion that exercise for bed makes sleep more difficult. 
It used to be thought that exercising in the morning meant a good night's sleep, but late night activity made it hard to fall asleep. A study found people with good sleeping habits can exercise whenever they wish to with no ill effects. The only change found in late night exercises was a rise in body temperature. So if you sleep in a cooler area, you know, run the AC or some fans, your body temperature can be regulated. No real issue with exercising before bed. In fact, for some people, it's the way they relax, calm down, and tire themselves out. There you go. Your mileage may vary. With that, we are done for this Monday. I am Jay Cleveland Payne. Thank you for joining us for this Monday edition of Things You Might Have Heard. Whether you are listening to this as a podcast on the replay or watching the video replay or watching me live, thank you for being a part of our gang for this thing here. We cannot do any of these things without your help. It's You literally tell us what to talk about every single day. So we thank you so much for following us on our feeds. And be good folks, to be honest. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. This is a Conversation Project uh, is our Facebook feed list and the conversation or TH underscore conversation on Twitter to see what's going on. As you check your Twitter and your Facebook, because we're older people now and we still check Twitter and Facebook, see what stories are out there. Every 50 minutes we post new ones and just engage in them as they pop up. If you think we're doing great stuff, go to our website and click on the links for sponsors or partnerships and help a brother out. This is a conversationproject.com is a link to our main website. Make sure you are staying hydrated, staying limber, and staying on task for all the grand things that you are needed to do on this here planet Earth. Or if this is coming in the future where people are watching it on Mars or Pluto or wherever, whatever planet you're watching it on, we're down with that. With that, I am down for the day. Long week coming, long days ahead. So we're going to get to you know, getting the editing stuff done, and the day job stuff, because this thing doesn't quite pay for itself like it should. You can help us out with that, but in the meantime, help us out by stopping by the feeds, being a part of the show, and just being great people. Let's do this again tomorrow, shall we?